Thanks for listening to another life-transforming message from the team here at C3 Southwest Washington. To find out more about our church, visit c3swwa.com. But it is so great to be with you today and um, being able to share. I'm gonna, going to be very transparent today because I figured, you know what? This is something that I've had to work on, and surely I'm not the only one. <laughs> so I'll be able to I'll be sharing just some things that I've been working through and ho- hopefully passing on some um, help and some uh, scripture that has helped me as I travel through this journey. So you ready? Do you have your Bible? Okay, because we, I am so thankful that we are a church that leans into the word, that uses God's word to direct, because we all, how many of us, you know that everybody has an opinion, and we can never agree on the best solution or the best answer, but if we go to God's word, it never changes. It is the same, and we know that if we follow it, it might not always sound good to us. It might not be the answer that we're looking for, but he guarantees us, follow it, and I will direct you. So uh, we're going to be lots of scripture today. So even if you have a a pen and a piece of paper, we've got some notes. And I'm excited to be able just to share this with you today. Um, The title of my message is Moving Forward with Your Rear View Mirror. Um, And how many of you have a rear view mirror in your car? Of course you do. (laughs) We have a rear view mirror, whether it's just, you know, the one that you adjust with your hands or if you have a fancy gadget that you can just look at and it it tells you, you know, directs you as you're backing up. But the rear view mirror, if you are a driver, the rear view mirror is important to you. The rear view mirror uh, promotes an alert driving experience by allowing you to see behind your vehicle without turning your head. By checking the rear view mirror, you can monitor traffic, prepare for any potential danger. The mirrors will help you navigate a difficult driving situation. So we know that the rear view mirror is to help you, to aid you, so so you can avoid danger, right? Yep, (laughs) very good. But we know that life also has a rear view mirror. And, some, and most of the time, it's a little different than that. Um, life has a rear view mirror that tends to work opposite in provided helpful navigation. More often than not, it tends to remind us of past mistakes, circumstances, and or disqualifying factors that would keep us from walking in God's given purpose for our life. And that is what I want to share with uh, you today. Uh, there, I love God's word because there are so many examples of men and women in the Bible who were not perfect. I said, God, how did you use that person? What The fact that you saw something in them, and they, they are... My, is that monarchs? Is that the right word? In, in our life that we look to. Um, Moses, for example, he's, he's, a, he's a big name in the Bible, right? Yep. 
Okay, uh, he led people out of Egypt through the Red Sea and was given the Ten Commandments. But this guy killed somebody. I'm like, whoa. Uh, how about David? He, God said of David, he is a man after my own heart. Yet he took another man's wife and had the guy killed. Okay. Oh, David. And then there was Rahab. Um, Her story is not as big, but yet she is mentioned in the Bible as a woman in the Old Testament who hid some spies. But then if you jump to the New Testament, she is listed as a woman of faith. But she was a prostitute. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Then you've got Peter. One of the disciples who said, I'll never leave you, Jesus. You can depend on me. But then when it came time, his life was in danger. He got scared. And what does Peter do? He runs and he hides and he abandons Jesus when Jesus needed somebody to stand with him. And then we have Paul. I only picked the five, but you can go through the Bible, and I think a lot of these men and women who we look to as examples had a history. They had a past. I'm sure many times they looked in that rearview mirror of life, and we know Moses said, God, you can't use me. You can't use me. But God saw something, and he said, don't look in the rearview mirror. Trust in me, and I will guide you. We have Paul who wrote most of the New Testament books in the Bible, but yet he killed Christians. That was his mission. He was going to destroy the church. But, but, he, but most of the New Testament books are written by him. And the verses that I'm going to share with you today, Paul wrote all of them, the ones out of the New Testament. So we all have a past, whether it's before Jesus or whether it's just from yesterday's mistakes. It could have been just this afternoon. (laughs) And you say, God, what do you see in me? What am I doing? We think we're going the right way, and then something happens, and it sends us back. It causes us to look in that rearview mirror. Have have you ever found yourself looking in your rearview mirror? Yeah, do you walk away feeling, oh, I'm so great, you know, I can do this. That, or, or does it affect you? Does it take you back? Oh, definitely it does. I'm going to tell you a few stories on myself. Um, the scripture I'm going to uh, lead, lean into here is Philippians 3, verse 12 and four, through 14. And it says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. So Paul here is talking about being perfect. And what does Paul say there? Is he perfect? No. (laughs) He says, no, I, I, I haven't gotten there yet. He said, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining toward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
So he does something here. He says, I'm not perfect. He, and that lets me know that I look in the rearview mirror and I see what I was. But what does Paul do? What does he, what does he do there? He says he, he does what? He forgets. Now it's forgets. What, what, what kind of a, a part of speech is that? Is it a descriptive? Forget. Action. Thank you very much. It's action. So action verb tells me you have to do something, right? There is something required of you. So to think that you're going to be able to look into life, your life's rearview mirror, and be able to walk and not let it phase you, eh, it's not going to happen on its own. But God right here, he says, you need to forget. And there, it's interesting, the word forget. In the Greek, it says escaping but not erasing. It means, and this is something I'm learning. You forget about your past. That, I'm learning, that is impossible. I cannot forget about the past. But what I can do is not allow the past to define who I am in Jesus. So today, that is a, those are the tools I'm going to hopefully be able to pass on to you so that you can look in your rearview mirror and you can say, yes, that happened. Yes, I did that. Oh, yes, I even did that. But you know what? I'm pressing on and I'm setting my goals ahead, looking to Jesus. That's the difference. Action. So you ready? Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Um, on, a, you know, on a personal level, these last two years, I don't know about you, but last two years, I can, I can honestly say they have been the most challenging years of my life. And we've been through some challenging situations, some crazy things. They're like, wow, that really happened? Yeah, that happened. But these last two years, for me, have been the most challenging, but yet the most defining times for me. Because I have seen the past, but God says, hey, I have something better. I have a bright future if you will trust me and keep moving forward. Uh, so these are the things that I have learned and we're just going to label it taking a healthy look in your rear view mirror. Yes? Okay, here we go. The first thing that I learned um, that's been helping me is to refuse to allow your past to disqualify you from your future. Refuse to allow your past to disqualify you from your future. People or circumstances do not define you or your value or your future. Uh, so here's a story on myself. <laughs> um, well, at the end of August, when I think it was in, end of August, we got the, the phone call. Hey, you've been approved. You've got the building. We're going to begin to you know, move you know, the process forward. And that was exciting. We've been praying about it and looking ahead, and now it was here. But I'm going to tell you something. As soon, I, w I can remember I was in the bathroom, getting, taking the sh you know, getting ready for the day, and that thought crossed my mind. Wow, we're going to get the building. 
And once you know it, that devil, <laughs> he showed up in that bathroom and he said, what do you have to offer? Oh. I said, he, he said, people have, you're, you're not what you used to be. People are, are not there. They are gone. And he was, he was, he was kind of cruel. I said, what will you have? You weren't, you weren't enough for people to stay. And I recognized that. I recognized who it was. And as quick as I came, I said, no, devil, I know this is you. And my God is bigger than you are. And he has a future for me. And I don't have to qualify myself because he qualifies me. And these were the scriptures I'm going to share with you. 1 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I'm not what, no, you're right. I'm not what I used to be. And maybe I wasn't enough. But you know what? God is making me enough. He is, he is giving me what I need. He is giving you what you need. Uh, let's see, Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemna condem ah, condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And I, I looked this verse up in the message version, and I just loved it. So I'm going to share it with you. It's not in my notes. I just kind of wrote it down. It says, those who enter into Christ's being here for you no longer has to live under a continuous low-lying black cloud. Because isn't that what our past sometimes is? It's a black cloud, and we live there. And if the enemy can keep us there, he doesn't know anything to worry about. You and I will never have to, if we don't accomplish and become who God has called us to be, the devil doesn't have anything to worry about. His whole deal about bringing the past back is so that we won't strive forward, so that we won't take hold of what Jesus has for us. It says, a new power is in operation. Yes? Okay, say that with me. A new power is in operation. So you aren't what you used to be. That is not who you are. Whatever that is, whatever people have said, whatever thoughts you think, even now, maybe you say, oh, I can never get up and do this. You know, what was so cool is uh, today we, um, we were able to attend a gym opening for uh, Shane and with Shane and Kim. And what I know, woo woo! <laughs> new adventures together and new dreams, fresh dreams. And watching them together up there, they were, you would think, you know, Steve said, it is amazing. Look at them go together. They're speaking and they're moving. And I were like, yeah, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> More is to come. But the power in operation, so we don't have to, you know, live under that underlying dark cloud. We can bust open and walk knowing that Jesus has you. And then in Galatians uh, 2.20, it 
It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So you're right, alone. We can never change alone. We live in the past alone. We, we live under that underlying dark cloud. But th there's, a, there's a common thread in there. I don't know if you can see it. Is it this one? No, it's the next one. But Jesus, Jesus is that common thread. So lean on him, look to him, and he will direct you. And then you, you just refuse to allow your past to disqualify you from your future. And then the second thing that I have put into practice is embrace the opportunities created by your past to launch you into your future. I'm going to read that again. Embrace the opportunities created by your past to launch into your future. You know, we sometimes wonder, why did these things happen? Why did I experience that? Why, did, why was my upbringing that way? Why did that happen to me in my job? Why do I have these conflicts in relationships? Why don't, can I be successful? You know, why, why did these things happen to me, to my family? Why am I having to go through this? Um, and some, some of that we won't ever have the answers but I, I look to my man here, Job. And Job is a guy in the Bible, in the Old Testament. If you've not read his story, go ahead and read it. Um, you have an understanding of, of what is taking place here. I'm going to just give you just a, you know, a brief description of who Job is in the Old Testament. He is a guy who loved God. And God knew that Job loved him. And, and so... Uh, there was a day happening, and the angels came to God, and the devil was there. And God said, Satan, what have you been up to? He goes, oh, I'm just roaming around, checking things out, seeing what people are doing. He seemed a little, I don't know, when I read it, I say, you sound bored. It's like, where's the challenge? He's like, oh, these guys are easy. I need a challenge. I think that, I, I, there you go. I think he was wait, looking for the challenge. And then God speaks up about Job, and he says, Have you noticed my friend Job? There is no one quite like him. He is honest and true to his word, totally devoted to God and hating evil. And the devil said, Oh, sure he is, because you keep him all safe and, and sound. You protect him. You bless him. You give him everything. He, he, was, he was very wealthy. You have his kids. I mean, he has nothing to worry about. I said, But turn him over to me and watch. You'll see, Job. He won't, he won't even, he'll forget about you. But you know what? I love, because, you know, Job, he had a rough life. You know, when you read his story, things were taken from him. His family was taken from him. His friends showed up. You would think his friends would have supported him. No. They just added things on. Oh, you deserve this. You must have did something, Job. And, and so he had no support. He was just down. But I, what I love, and I've never noticed it before until just recently when, as I, um, over the last couple of weeks as I read Job, God knew Job. 
he saw something in Job. And Job didn't know that God and the devil had this, had this conversation. And so I think sometimes, you know, I, I could imagine that God and the devil have these conversations about you and me. They say, hey, you see Miss Trish? Yeah. She's not, she's not going to bow to you. She loves me. Or how about Miss Marina? Oh, yeah, you just let me at them. Or let me remind them of what they were, what they came from. And then we'll see. But Job, no, God says that Job stayed faithful. And what I love is that God knew what was inside Job. He wanted to pull that out. He wanted Job to know, hey, this is, thing is inside of you, that you are devoted, that you are a man of integrity, that you are faithful. This is who you are. And so Job, at the very end of the book, um, Job and God have this conversation. And he says, I have always had you, Job. I'm the one in control. You trust me. I will have you. And then Job says, you know what, all this time, I only knew you, but now I see you. And I said, God, what does that mean? I know you, Annette, but now I see you. And it's like Job, he saw his rearview mirror, and he only knew God for what he knew in his brain, on, in knowledge. But this experience, God wanted to pull something out of Job. It was, they were not good experiences. He lost his family. He lost his wealth. He lost his, his friends. He had no friends. But God said, no, Job, there is more in you than you can imagine. And he saw God. He's, Job saw God for who he was and what God wanted to bring out in Job. And, um, you know, I look at, you know, my own, my own self here also. And, you know, sometimes my past experiences would cause me, I look in the rearview mirror and I say, God, you know, you, what are you going to do with me? What, what are you going to, what do I have that can help others? And um, just, you know, a couple weeks ago I was headed to uh, Miami, Florida, and I was going to be around some other uh, lead pastor women and, I mean, these ladies, they had churches, and some were bigger churches, and experience. And I found myself, again, on that plane, alone with those thoughts. It's like, what are you doing going over there? You don't belong in that group. You don't, what do you have that you can offer people? And, again, I said, devil, no. God has a future for me. He has something that that he wants to draw out in my life, and I will be faithful to that. I won't look in that rearview mirror, and that will not define me. Um, Romans 8, 8, 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Philippians 1.6, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And Romans 8.28, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good 
for those who are called according to his purpose. So there is a future for you and me. In, in spite of what is in our rearview mirror, that does not define us. If we dare to step in and follow Jesus, he, will, he sees potential. He wants to bring the good out in us. He wants to bring our strengths out. He wants to bring our talents out. He wants to bring those gifts out. Do you dare to trust him? Do you dare to walk forward and not look in the rearview mirror saying that this is who you are? You can look there, but know that, hey, that got me to this place. And I'm going to keep walking forward. Um, and the, the next tool I want to give you when you are looking in that rearview mirror so that you know that that is not what defines you, embrace the past information while rejecting its condemnation. Embrace the past's information while rejecting its condemnation. You have to have a plan as you're walking this journey with Jesus because every day, every moment, that rearview mirror shows up. And if you have a plan and you know how you're going to combat that and you can recognize it and you know how you're going to fight it, you need to do that. Because just last Saturday, I was cleaning up my phone and I was scrolling through, oh, throwing old texts away. And once you know it, text from a year ago showed up, and then another one, and another one. And these were not pleasant conversations. <laughs> they didn't take me to pleasant places. These were a year ago, and I thought, and, and those emotions came back, those feelings came back, that, um, that disqualifying factor came back. And as I began to read through these, I just, I said, devil, you are a liar, and you just don't give up, do you? But my God is bigger. My God is stronger, and he has a future. You, you have to do this self-talk sometimes because it's the only thing that's going to get you through. So Philippians, no, um, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And then Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So again, that rearview mirror does not dictate what your future looks like. It does not disqualify you from a prosperous future. It doesn't disqualify you from the future that God has for you. Keep your eyes on him. When that rearview mirror uh, shows up, and it tries, you know, the enemy tries to take you back and remind you, just say, no, I am moving forward. I am pressing on. And I'm just going to take you back to our beginning uh, verse. And why don't you have, I'm going to have you stand with me as we, uh, you know, as I share this verse with you. Philippians, again, 3, 12 through 14. And it's a message version. I like that a little bit better. It says, 
I'm not saying that I have things all together. I am not perfect. I have made it, but I am well on my way. Amen? I am well on my way. Reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this. But I, I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning me. He's beckoning you. He says, come on, Jordan. Keep your eye focused. Don't look anymore in the back. He says, come on, Addie. I've got you. Stay focused. He's beckoning us. Will you come? Will you stay focused on that goal? Will you trust him and know that he has a blessed future for you? Your future, again, your mistakes, your past, that does not define you. God has great things for you. He has great things in store. Hold to it. Keep your eye on him. Let your eyes do look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Straight before you. Straight before you. We can't forget our past. That's who we are. That made us. That's, where, that's what got us here today, rather. But it does not determine your future. Do you believe that? Amen. Okay, so we're going to, let's just pray. I want you, just take your hands and just, God, with your own words, with your own words, recognize that past. Yes, it is there. But, God, I know it does not define me. You define me. You speak the word, and it, it brings a future into fruition. You speak the word. God, we trust you. God, you see your people. You know that, you know, we all have a past. We all made mistakes. We are imperfect. But, God, you beckon us. You say, come, focus on me. Focus on me, and I will make your path straight. I will lead you to the bright future that is in store for you. I want to make you prosperous. I want to give you blessing. Blessing. God, we thank you. We claim blessing for our life through you, through your son, Jesus. God, we are open to you. We are open to direction. God, when that past shows up, that we will whip out these scriptures, that we will get that post-it note, that we will write these verses down, that we will stick it to our mirror, that we will stick them to the wall, that when the enemy comes in and we will look to your word and we will say, no, devil, you are not here. We don't have to live under the dark cloud, but we can, we can move forward. We can move forward in Jesus' name. We thank you. We believe and we move forward as you beckon us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Why don't you can just worship? Amen. Hallelujah. I just want you, nothing else. 
Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, leaders, and what we do at C3 Church, visit our website at c3swwa.com.